Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. back listening to Flop Culture, a podcast where we talk about our favourite flops. My name is Fanula Jones. Thank you for joining me for this episode, the final episode of season two. Can you believe it? It has come around fast. But before we get into our final flop of season two, let's take a quick gander at the news. So we spoke last week about this morning, like everyone, the two presenters, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby, seem to be in some kind of a standoff and we questioned who was going to leave, who was going to go, who was going to stay. And it's Philip Schofield. He has left the building. He came out with this statement first, essentially saying he'd left because I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but said he loved the show and because of how it platforms important stories. But now the show was becoming the story and that's why he made the decision to leave, but said he would be at the soap awards, which he hosts pretty sure that's later this month. No mention of Holly Willoughby, who he has worked with for the last 14 years. She then released her own statement. She being Holly Willoughby, the cat's mother, says you. Holly Willoughby released her own statement on Instagram. Uh, She thanked him, kind of made no reference to anything that got on, but like thanked him for his knowledge, said the couch wouldn't be the same without him. She's currently on a break and will be back in June. And you kind of have your This Morning regulars filling in over the next little while. It was Alison Hammond and uh, Dermot O'Leary were on the opening episode on Monday and they made reference to it. There was like a 30 second tribute to fill up and it all was a bit awkward. And I think even The Guardian gave the comeback show after the news. I think they gave it one star, which kind of says it all. Kind of made it out like he'd died and he obviously hasn't. Um, But ITV have had to come out and make another statement because Eamon Holmes, another previous This Morning host, He's a new show on GB News and he's been like very vocal in a way about Holly and Philip and this drama and he's talked about how the show's an institution and it will go on without them, that it's not actually about them despite what they're 
making it out to be. And he's kind of said, he made reference to the fact that he didn't like leave. He was sacked, right? And also went on to say, Holly knows the truth. The story is with her. Um, so then ITV had to come out and make a new statement to the Mirror in which they said Philip Schofield's decision to step down from this morning was, as his statement made clear, a decision agreed between Philip and ITV. He is still on as host for Dancing on Ice, uh, but ITV have said that there are further announcements due to be made about that. Dancing on Ice isn't due on ITV until January 2024, and the series is not currently in production. But again, you would imagine someone leaves there, maybe. We'll see. Maybe Holly will leave there, because there's a part of me that feels like Holly has more of an affinity with this morning, and it was more important for her to keep that. Whereas Dancing on Ice, I wonder if she could let that drop, because I'm wondering if ITV are, are going to want to keep Philip Sweet. As I said in the last episode, I think this is a developing story and there's more to come out about this, I would imagine. Uh, and this very much isn't the last we'll hear about either of them or this saga, for sure, for sure. Anyway, speaking of sagas, what would you do if you woke up, I said that word, what would you do if you woke up one morning, you looked out your window and you saw sharks raining from the sky? And they weren't just any kind of sharks. They were vengeful and they would stop at nothing to destroy you and your family. So you decided to dedicate your life to hunting down these sharks and keeping the world safe. That is the entire conceit of Sharknado, a film franchise so ridiculous so quintessentially floppy. It's also kind of hard not to love. Joining me to discuss Sharknado further is the founder of Black and Irish, Leon Jopp. Leon Jopp, I haven't been this excited about an episode of Flop Culture in a very, very long time. No offence to my other guests, but no when we talked about doing this episode and you said this, I was like... This is the best of my life because I wanted yeah. to do this, but I hadn't found the right person. And then you volunteered and it was like everything fell into place. Sarah's aligned. <laughs> truly, yeah, truly. Uh, now, when you say that, uh, you, th this is like your most excited podcast ever. Is that even more so than Max Zangas as well? Oh, God. I've, oh, I've told myself a whole year, yeah, haven't yeah, I? You, you have. um, He's an ex-housemate of mine, so... Okay, yeah, so yeah. we're going to... We might start a little war here. He also took my sister to the Debs, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Max, you're going to have to come back and try again because yeah, I'd say it, maybe Leanne's going to wipe the floor we, with we you. Actually, we went a bit viral with that because I... For their photo outside the house, I got behind them with, like, a baseball bat messing. <laughs> and before I knew it was on uni, lad, and I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, no, we have a nice kind of friendly rivalry going on, I think. Okay. Um, okay. But I want, yeah, you talked about Love is Blind on that, is that right? Oh, it was the other one. Are you the one? Are you the They're one? They're all the That's one. It. It's the same yeah. at this point. Like people trying to date each other, it's on telly. It's, yeah. yeah. I'm slowly getting dragged into Love is Blind. That's why I brought it up. Are you watching like, the, this current season, nah, season four? I, all, all I know is Kwame is doing his thing. So I don't know whereabouts that is. My girlfriend has it on in the background. I'm kind of not watching it, like inverted commas. Um, but yeah, I'm finding myself getting always asking questions and stuff. Like you always know, always the way, that's isn't the it? And um, we're not here to talk about Love Is Blind. We are here to talk about a film franchise. What did you pick for your flop? So my flop, as as I'm a bit of a movie buff, um, you, you know, I I decided to, to go with something that was a little bit out there, um, and 
you know, as a connoisseur of films, I think it's a responsibility of mine to go with something that's really led the way in terms of like film culture and stuff like that. So today, the movie I'll be talking about, my flop is Sharknado. Incredible. In I had, I'm not sure what your first memory of this movie is. Obviously, I'd heard of it before, but I'd just never watched it like I never yeah. got around to it like it was one of those ones I lived with a load of lads in college and we went yeah. through the thing of like there's a day where you watch all of the saws yeah we and most of us yeah. did arts as well that's why we were able to watch movies all day because we just didn't go to our lectures or we didn't have any lectures <laughs> but one of the days we watched like all of the saws and then one of the days we watched all of the human centipedes I don't know how we didn't get around to this and like this yeah. franchise but oh my god I'm so glad um I got to watch it now for this podcast. What Brilliant. What is your first memory of it? Do you remember when you first watched it? Yeah, so my first memory was myself and... Actually, no, I, I remember when it was originally coming out and going, that looks absolutely dreadful. I will never watch that in my entire life. Like, that's absolutely something I wasn't going to hear. Um, as I, I actually do see myself as someone who is into movies. Mm. But, um, like, one, one night, myself and all my friends, we were having a bit of a, like, house session and... Um, we were looking for something to do and we were like, here, we're trying a movie or whatever. And uh, like, we're, we're all half cut at this stage and we're like, Sharknado just gloriously came onto the, onto, on, uh, onto the screen and we said, that's the one. And we said, all right, let's watch this. And uh, yeah, so we watched it and my life has never been the same since, to be honest. For anyone who's unfamiliar and maybe isn't the best in terms of comprehension, you know, hearing titles and, you know, understanding what a movie might be about. And they've heard this and they're like, still don't really get it. Sure. What is Sharknado about? So Sharknado, you, now you might need to give me a minute to explain this. <laughs> <laughs> so Sharknado <laughs> is essentially when, uh, I'm trying to think of what the word for a group of shark, sharks are. We might be able oh, to the like, collective get, noun? Collective, Adam a collective noun. I know it's like a murder of crow, crows He's on and it, like He's so, on it girls. When when a collective of sharks are picked up at sea by a tornado and flung about cities, um, in a in a manner that brings about both comedy, um, it's a and a shiver of sharks, a shiver of sharks, a shiver of sharks. There you go. Yeah. So a shiver of sharks are picked up now. Multiple shivers of sharks, like a whole raft of shivers. Um, of sharks are, are collected by this tornado against their will. These sharks are just trying to do their thing. Like I don't think they're trying to be violent or anything. Um, but also, I in in defence of the sharks, I'd be a bit violent too if I was just milling about, absolutely. having a good time with my friends. Imagine getting picked up by the wind and thrown into a city that you don't know. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They could be furious. So, and then everyone's mad at you. One hundred percent. What did you, like? I'm just doing my thing. Do you know what I mean? Like oh. I've always been this way. So, um, so yeah. So like. There's now six movies of this franchise, um, and each one takes place in a different, uh, in a different, I suppose, city or area of of the United States. Um, actually, it comes to Europe as well at some point. <laughs> I love that. It actually goes to space as well. Uh, so yeah, so this franchise is something that I think everyone needs to just sit down for a day and say, "I'm going to waste an entire day of my life and watch Sharknado." It's just like it's. It's everything I could have wanted from this yeah. film. As you said, I think the first one is set in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like first aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. This is 2013. You've got Tara Reid in it, yeah. uh, Ian Ziering, John Hurd. Uh, it ended up kind of doing so well, I think, from the TV reception that it got a, a midnight screening in the States and it yes. earned like 200k. Yeah. did very well and it's become, it's gotten this cult following then. And as you said, it has these 
these other sequels, there's Sharknado 2, the second one, which I watched, Sharknado 3, Oh Hell No, which I watched, <laughs> Sharknado The Fourth Awakens, which yeah. I have yet to watch, but I'm going to add it to my list, Sharknado 5, Global Swarming, and The Last Sharknado, It's About Time. Like, you have to give it to them when it comes <laughs> to even, before we even get to the content of the films, yeah. like, the wordplay here, chef's kiss. It's 10 out of 10. It's it really is. Just, just so good. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> Just Sh- like... Sharknado 2, the second one. The second one, like, like it's straight to the point. And I'm going to be honest, I actually think I prefer the second Sharknado to the first one. Oh yeah, like in terms of ridiculousness and like when it goes over to New York. Yes. Is that the, oh my God. Because do you the, think oh my God. there's an element of the first one that they are like kind of taking it seriously. So like, okay, so we've obviously explained like, so the tornado takes up these sharks yes. in the middle of the ocean. There's some lads on a boat. I'm not really sure what's going on there. It's some kind of illegal arms deal or like something or they're like catching the sharks, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I Ill- think that's why they were probably pissed off. I think they're pissed off about that. That's fair. Which actually, again, yeah. fair enough, I would say. Um, they're spat out into this city and uh, your man owns the bar who uh, who was married to Tara Reid, but yeah. now they're not together anymore. And they right. have children. And to, yeah, and they have to go save yeah. their children. He's like a really good surfer. Yeah, I think we're like, we're, we're absolutely zipping through this. Let's, let's... Sorry, sorry, let's I'm just... Let's take a step back here, because this, this film deserves... I'm too excited. Uh, this film deserves its, 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 uh, its, its moments. Okay, not, talk, like, talk to me about the characters beyond the sharks sure, okay, and the tornado. So, so we, we open the film with Finn. You're right, he's a divorcee from uh, April, who we meet later in the movie. Um, he, he runs a bar with, uh, alongside another young woman and another friend. Um, the young woman's name is Nova, uh, and they, they kind of are the ones that will be doing the main fighting of the Sharks. But, mm. you know, Finn is a real, and he, he Finn is played by Ian Deering, but Finn is a real kind of like dark and solemn character. You know, he, uh, he, he always has a good sense, a good feeling of like something bad is going to happen. Like, and you, you know, he's real, he's one of them like, it's a little too quiet type of people. Mm. So um, he's like seeing the storm coming in. He just knows, like for whatever reason, I think him and the Sharks have this kind of like connection mentally. Um, he just knows that sharks are coming in this tornado. So he goes out and he's like, everyone get in, get in, get in. Like, you, you know, get it, get out to see sharks are coming. Um, and one of his friends come out with him and are like trying to drag people in off, like his friend's on a jet ski. Um, and his friend is like, yeah, we got everyone in. And he's just kind of sitting there being like celebrating that everyone is safe. And then he absolutely gets taken out of it by the shark. I'm like, what were you waiting? Like, what were you waiting for? Everyone is safe. Like, why are you sitting, like, what are you sitting there waiting for kind of thing? I will say the reflexes in this movie leave a lot to be desired by some of the people. Oh, like, absolutely. it's just like, get moving. Like, what 100%. are we, what are we chilling here for? There's, yeah. there's imminent threat, like. One thing that myself and my friends couldn't get over was the girl in the, um, in the film that, tags along with Finn um, Nova she she has like this like large scar on her leg um, and he's like oh did the sharks get you when you were younger blah 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 and she's talking about like she's like no my uh, my parents ran a shark farm um, and we were like I completely we missed were, it we were like like we paused it at that moment we were all looking at each other like could you imagine how stressful that would be? Could you imagine sitting in school thinking, my parents are working with sharks right now? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This, this shark that like nearly tore half my leg off is like probably like being fed by my mom at some tank or whatever. So anyways, these are moments that we had in the in the, uh, in the the film that we were like, this must have been so stressful for her. So anyways, the sharks come in and like on this, in this tornado or sharknado if you will and start like crashing yeah, give it into... a scientific name please yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> 
So they're like attacking the people on the beach. They're destroying the bar. So everyone gets into their cars and they start driving off. So Finn is like, I need to go rescue my family. You, you know, what any, you know, good person would do. Yeah. Um, so he's like driving in, but he's divorced from this family and he's kind of a little bit estranged from the son mm. and he has Nova with him and him and Nova seem to have a bit of a thing. Nova wants to get up on him, I Absolutely, think. Absolutely, But I don't, I don't think it's reciprocated. Yeah, no, It's a bit, all. he's like, I'm your mentor and I run the bar and you have yeah. some I'm gonna teach daddy shark sharks. issues, I don't know. Daddy shark, like it's... absolutely, like 100%. She's, yeah, she's all over him and it's it's really weird. But anyways, um, so to get back to the, the, fourth, the, the person that he's divorced house, um, and it's Tara Reid mm. um, who plays April mm. um, and fun fact with Tara Reid she's actually like best friends with Jedward yeah they're like, like such good friends after Big Brother very, she's very strange on social media but a good a good a humorous follow absolutely. I would say I would absolutely love to go for a pint with her she, and she's yeah. given it loads in this franchise I like, was, she's never been more committed in her life believes that this is actually a serious movie yeah like it's playing like a serious role and like Meryl yeah. Streep could learn a thing or two that's all I'll say on that Absolutely. do you know what I mean like should have been Oscar nominated <laughs> um, so they get to this house and like for some reason like despite there being like sharks being flung at the house April decides to still be like really passive aggressive with Finn <laughs> even though he's like trying to save them um, and basically like for un- like unnecessarily is being mean to him um, but Finn's son is there as well and then for some reason Finn's son and Nova start hitting it off and like yeah sorry that thing, is, is so weird so like, like he's away at pilot school so he rescues April and the daughter in the house right. and April's with a new fella who immediately gets eaten by sharks oh, so she's like cl- the immediately bat. clears the way for them to get back together Absolutely. thank you ideal that's it with no emotional response no not like not my, even the love of my life has just been eaten yeah. and you know I seem to be totally fine with that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's life. Yeah. Then, but the son is like in pilot school, so then yeah. they're like, right, we need to go rescue him, and like, it then immediately starts getting off with Nova, and then it's like, Nova, you were trying to get up on his dad um, twenty minutes ago, I'd it's say, so weird, maybe like, an hour. I'm not really sure the logistics of the traffic and everything, how long it took you to get places, but like, you were on it, like she was so down, and now she just switched it up. So yeah, so it was that. That's weird in and of itself. So. Um, one thing that I love about this movie is that like one minute they're up to their waist in water and the next minute they're completely bone dry and they're just walking around <laughs> as if it's normal like there's no continuity to like so like they, they might be like uh, they might be like down a hill and it's mm. like you, you know no water or anything they're able to like walk around it might be up to their ankles and then they run up a hill and it's up to their waist <laughs> And he's like, what? Physics just yeah. completely goes out the window with Gravity, this movie. like, no. And that's like, it. I think you just, you, you need to be ready for that. If you're going to sit down and indulge in the Sharknado franchise, you just need to kind of switch off from the rest of the world for oh, a Oh, you have minutes. to absolutely suspend, like, a little bit of, like, disbelief, belief, whatever the expression is, because otherwise you won't enjoy it. The one thing I will say about the first one is, like, there's a part of me that feels like there's there was... There was something there in terms of like a good action yes. movie. Right. And like even, I, I, I feel like they could have made the Sharknado thing work, but there was just too many other <laughs> elements. And I don't know if it's like if they'd had a bigger budget, because like one of my notes is the shark cameras look like they're filmed on those ch- cameras you give children. Oh, absolutely. Do you know like those VTech cameras? It looks cameras? like it was filmed on a toaster. Like Never it's, on, it's, because like, cr- cr- you get this like normal shot of them all walking around and then it's like shark and I was like, bah, bah, bah. I don't need to make shark noises. But like it's, it's, it looks like a drawing or something. Oh, it's, it's just mad. It's like but, a stick stick shark. Yeah, like it's you. there's a part of me that just thinks maybe if they'd had loads and loads of money, what yeah. could they? I, I'm not saying it would have been 
Oscar winning or like prestige movie by any means. Yeah. But there's, a, I, I do think it wouldn't have become the spoofy joy that it is. But then yeah. maybe that's, maybe I, maybe we don't need that then. Maybe, maybe that's we the magic of it. it. Maybe, maybe that's, that is the magic maybe of that's it. Maybe that's, you know, why it's become such a success, Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, I suppose, so after they've rescued uh, April and the son, who is also a pilot, they decide, okay, we need to be the ones to take down these Sharknados. Now there's multiple Sharknados at this point. Yeah. Y- you know, other tornadoes have formed and picked up other shivers and are coming on, on land and stuff like that. So It's a nightmare, really. Like So, of course, genius. Let's uh, go up in a helicopter with a bomb and throw a bomb into the tornado. Yeah. Right? So so they they decide to go up in this. So Nova, the son, and Finn go up. Um, and... Of course, you know, sharks start attacking the helicopter. You know, start hitting off the thing and blah, 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 blah. And they drop one of the bombs into one of the tornadoes and it blows up and it's great. And it, it goes away. Everybody's dead. So they're like, let's go over to All the second. All the sharks are dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So they go over to the second one then. But what happens? Nova falls out of the helicopter. Nightmare. Boom, gets, meeting, gets eaten midair by a shark. And I was, like, this is another moment where we had to pause and go, like, this is really, like, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy coming about, like, all, you know, all those negative vibrations that she, she was putting out into the world, stressing about her parents, working on a shark farm, et cetera, et cetera. That's um, months of therapy undone there, I will absolutely, say. Absolutely, yeah. The, you, you know, don't worry about the sharks. The sharks can't hurt you. No, the, these sharks absolutely can. <laughs> you know, because they can survive out for, for hours. <laughs> so uh, so she gets eaten midair by a shark. Um, and the son who's driving this helicopter is heartbroken. Like, he only met this woman. And he's like sobbing, crying, Devastated, which is great yeah. acting. Um, so Finn is like we gotta get the last one so they drive over and like Finn fair play to him because Ian's hearing playing six movies of this franchise has done a madness in, in my opinion <laughs> so um, he's another one who is fully committed like the seriousness absolutely. with which he adopts in the later movies which we'll talk about is just chef's kiss it's, it's so good amazing so um, basically they like land on the ground after blowing up all these tornadoes and stuff like that and it's great but they're all kind of sad that Nova was eaten uh, but there's one last shark <laughs> There's one last shark that has been able to be managed to be flying around for this this long, right? Yeah. And uh, Finn spots a chainsaw on the ground. He's like, I'm going to get this one. And it's flying right towards him. So he decides to run and like jump into its mouth with the chainsaw. Um, and like obviously the shark eats him. Do you know what I mean? Think, and yeah. yeah. Uh, lands on the ground and all he hears is, mm, mm. <laughs> this shark gets ripped open, right? And Finn rolls out and he's like, I'm alive. And then he like goes back into the shark. And we're like, what, what the fuck is he doing? Like, that's so weird. Why would he go back into the shark? Who's he pull out? Nova. Incredible. <laughs> Finn, correct that cinema. Like, yeah. that is amazing. That's like Martin Scorsese stuff. And then Tara reads sees him and is like, I'm my hero. And just starts lobbing on with him, despite the fact he is covered in, in blood. Shark. shark intestines. Shark stomach acid is <laughs> better. Oh, God, it's, it's like, just... They're like, like, it's so odd. And then the son and Nova are saying, oh, yeah, so weird. There are corpses across Los Angeles. People, <laughs> thousands of people have died. Hundreds of sharks. The smell like, must have been awful. You can ride later. Like <laughs> just, the city cleanup job that needs to be done now. But you know, that's the whole message in the movie. Family. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about. Sharks. Those no, shark no, families oh, no, are getting torn shark apart. Families are torn apart. Like, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Oh. So yeah, so that's that's the first Sharknado. An that absolute is, yeah. roller coaster or tornado of a movie. Um here's what uh, Tara Reid said of the film when it was released. Uh, it is silly and there's only a certain amount of barriers you could go into. You can't take it so seriously when it's absolutely the sharks flying in the sky. It's so out there that it's actually really funny. 
Uh, and then there were some details about the fact that obviously they couldn't use real sharks. So like it's all shot on green screen. But again, I think that's a testament to how well it was acted. Yeah. Uh, the fear of the <laughs> sharks, even though they weren't there, even though they weren't real. It was, yeah, that, that fear was James Cameron though. found rotting. Like he did, could never, could honestly never <laughs> with those blue freaks. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to your text. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to your reply. Absolutely. Oh. So yeah, so like, but from that moment, myself and my friends looked at each other, like deep into each other's eyes and said, you know what, let's let's go again. Let's, <laughs> let's watch another Sharknado. So Sharknado 2 was immediately like put on, like yeah. I think via YouTube. Um, and that, again, you know, the whole premise of the movie is about family. Do you know what I mean? It's about being there for your loved ones. So basically, uh, Finn in this one needs to travel to New York to uh, meet up with his sister. And f- for some reason, uh, kind of like me and Daffy in a way, um, or Max Anga, uh, you know, his best friend basically married his sister. Right. And so they're not friends anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's actually very, uh, a lot of parallels. This there, is yeah. a little bit of a full circle moment. So yeah. I think me and Max need to go start fighting sharks. Maybe. Or something. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, to get over it. See you down in I'm just going to see you and Max just, <laughs> just punching sharks. Out. That's it. What do you think happened to Fungi? Actually, no, no, too far, too far, too far, too far. Way too far. I love Fungi and, and I'm actually really upset that. Also, flat culture, do not. <laughs> we dispute any statements related to Fungi. Carry on. Yeah, anyways. Sharknado so, 2. So, Sharknado 2. He's flying over to New York with April. They've managed to rekindle their marriage. Everything has gone great. Um, but mid flight, a, a, a Sharknado comes out of nowhere and starts like attacking the plane, right? Yeah. And somehow, both of the pilots end up dead by sharks coming in through. The cockpit window? I, yeah. Oh, they must have come in through. They were coming in everywhere. They were coming in thick and fast. Everywhere. They were like breaking the doors. It was, it was, it was mad, right? So anyways, Finn decides, I'm going to go and land this plane. Like someone just, uh, someone needs to tell me from ground control um, how to land it and I'll be able to land it and I'll, I will further my status as a national hero uh, somehow. Um, but while he's gone and landing the plane, April's left in her seat and a shark sees her and like is like making his way to her. Like, doesn't care about anyone else. It's like fighting past other people, like pushing past them and everything like that. And April's like trying to stab him with it, like a, I don't know, like an airplane fork or something. Um, and basically the shark takes her hand off. Um, yeah. Which was a really traumatic moment for April, I think. Um, because later in the movie she says, the shark recognised me. Like why, like it was pushing past other people and stuff like that. So anyways, um, they land in New York. April needs to go to the hospital. Finn goes and meets with uh, some of his family who are at a baseball game, which is his sister's son and the husband. And it's real, like, you know, again, passive-aggressive between them. They're not really getting on. Mm. Um, but they're at, he's trying to get them out of a baseball game. And some of the stories in this baseball game are so ridiculous. Like, there's a guy who used to play for the baseball team and he's, like, working at a hot dog stand or something um, and basically tells his whole life story for four minutes. That has, scene, I was like, what, what have I just watched? Why the hell? He's like, yeah, I'm... Barry the batter and I used to bat him out of the park and that one time my dad came to watch and I couldn't bat you know and it was really bad and now this is really sad my life has turned to shit since and blah 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 um, and later in the movie he tends he, he, he's, he's actually able to get some sort of massive baseball bat and knock a shark out of the park <laughs> <laughs> and that for him is like a, a moment of reconciliation of his father not 
watching him hit a home run or something like that. It's crazy. There you go. Family. Yeah. It all comes it back actually, to family. It actually does all come back to family when you think about it. Um, and then on the other parallel, his sister is going to visit, um, I don't know what the island is that has the Statue of Liberty on it. Ellis Island, is it? Ellis Island, yeah. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, they like start getting calls from Finn and Finn is like, you need to get into the city right now. Um, like there's a Sharknado coming and of course they start freaking out and it's the, the Finn's sister, her daughter and then two of her friends. Um, so they get off the island, they manage to get back to the mainland um, but then the sharks are coming in and they're like, eat, eat one of the friends, eat, eat, you know, who was running so slowly and had such an opportunity to get away but decided not to. Um, but one of the sharks knocked the head off the Statue of Liberty and hit it so hard that it flew over to the mainland. And like they're trying to run away from this head of Statue of Liberty that's rolling down the road after them. They managed to stop a garbage truck and pull the people out GTA style and get into the truck. And the guys are like, oh, what's going on? And then all of a sudden they get crushed by a fucking rolling Statue of Liberty head. Um, such a good scene. Amazing scene. Oh, like, it's so just, good. Like, it's such great cinema. Um, I'm trying to think about like... So then, yeah, they're, they're like, driving off to go and meet them at the park and stuff like that. Um, and they all meet up together and it's great. And they're like, okay, we need to get a bomb. So we need to go and um, get like materials and stuff like that. But first they need to stop at somewhere safe before they can go to the hardware store or something. Mm. So there's this taxi driver that's been taking them around and stuff like that. And he's really, really nice. But unfortunately he gets fucked up as well. Like it's awful. Because um, he's like... Yeah, his scene is so sad. It's so sad. They're like, trying to like, like kind of swing, swing from the car, isn't it? And he yeah. just like is a little bit too close to the water and yeah. the shark's like, Gomp! comes out. <laughs> Absolutely annihilates this guy. Yeah. But anyways, one, one of the scenes is they need to go to Vinny's, Vinny's Pizza, right? Yes. And so Vinny's is like, it's in New York. It's very clearly a very like Italian-American pizzeria, you know, small Italian girls on the counter. She's like, oh, where's uh, like Vinny, you know? So oh, I'll go get Vinny. He's like a friend of Finn's. Yeah, he a friend of Finn's. They need to get like, uh, like materials from him and stuff like yes. that. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, like in this Italian American restaurant, they call out Vinny, who is like a very large African American man. <laughs> like clearly not Italian. It's like, yo, what you want, motherfuckers? <laughs> this is supposed to be Vinny. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, anyways, Vinny comes out and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me help y'all, motherfuckers. And he's like, giving them materials and stuff like that. So again, same again. They go up. They get bombs. Some of the Sharknados form into a supernado. Um, so that, I think that's that's a, a new concept as well. Um, and basically they blow it up and they're all heroes again. And Finn is like, I, I don't know whether it's this this one or the second one. Finn gets like a golden chainsaw as like a gift. I think it's actually the third one. It's the start one. of the next one, yeah. It's the start of the next From one. From the president. So yeah, so Finn, Finn has like twice now established himself as this like national hero that's mm-hmm. like going around killing sharks, but also reuf- reunifying his family like kind of one section at a time. Yeah. He wasn't, he was in the first one, he was divorced. He's now remarried. In the second one, he was estranged from his sister and, and the husband and they get now along they're great. They're friends, yeah. Yeah, and one of the good things is family, no, like even if a family member or a loved one or a friend gets eaten, they're still alive somehow and they just yeah. need to be chopped out of the shark and it's all good. Which so, is yeah. a very positive message, isn't it? Like for anyone fearing mm. death, just just don't because... It's you not might not actually be actually going like, to happen. Yeah, it's no, it's actually going to live forever. Just befriend uh, a red-headed chainsaw wielding man and mm. you never know, you might be fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The third one. Sharknado. The the t- like, so from the second one, you can tell they're like actively leaning into the fact that it's like a bit of a meme. Yeah, like this, even, is, this is a bit like, yeah. Even the people who are in it. So like... Paris Hilton is a cameo. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Cameos Kelly, are amazing. Kurt, yeah, like Ke- yeah, Mark Cuban. Yes, yeah, Kelly yeah. Osborne is one of the flight attendants. Yeah, uh, it's the who the guy who plays the brother-in-law is the front man for Sugar Ray. If that means yes, anyone yeah. to anything to anyone, uh, Vivica Fox is like the hit. Uh, like Finn's ex. like high school sweetheart or like yeah, college yeah, ex-girlfriend yeah. and she wants to get back together with him and he's like oh whatever but then they're and just they kiss like, as well in the second movie do, which yeah. is weird because his wife is in a hospital after having Recovering her hand taken off her hand eaten off so, I mean, yeah yeah April's arc though is insane as well does she get it it's a hook that she gets put on isn't it or some cha- kind of like she gets chainsaw in, in, installed and eventually she becomes like this like cyborg that's designed to hunt sharks yeah <laughs> I can't I, like I'm telling you Meryl couldn't do it. Meryl you couldn't know, do it. Absolutely um, not. The third one then, this is Oh Hell No, and you mentioned yeah. uh, Jedward at this point, themselves and Tara had become very good friends. Absolutely. So they do they do the theme song for yes. this movie, which is Oh Hell No as well. And they also <laughs> had a brief cameo on the film. You've Neo, you've Jackie Collins. Yeah. They had recast the daughter at this point as well. And like her friend in it is... I don't know if you grew up watching Beauty Gurus on YouTube, no. but she was like one of the OG ones, oh, Juicy Star right. 07, if that okay. means anything to anyone. <laughs> I remember seeing her and being like, I thought blood was going to come out of my eyes. I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm seeing. Um, what happens in the third one? Where are they? What are they doing? So yeah, so so um, Finn is in DC because he's he's meant to get this like, uh, y- y- you know, I suppose commendation from the president or whatever, who is Mark Cuban. And... Uh, you, you, like Secret Service are, are, are like coming to collect them and like the, the film actually starts with him running through the streets of DC mm. and you can see that a storm is looming and he just knows do you know what I mean again it's like I get this sense I get this feeling I know this is going to happen I need to go and warn the president so he runs in um, the uh, he, he actually runs into the White House like runs in as if like there's no security like he runs through the gates up to the White House <laughs> A1, do you know what I mean? I'm in, <laughs> in the back door kind of thing. Not and even a ring doorbell. Like, to be you know, like the chief of staff opens the door for him. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the crack? Oh yeah, yeah, you're meant to be here, that's great. Normal, so normal. He, so, he, so he lets him in or whatever and he's like, we need to get you out of those clothes. So he puts him into like a tuxedo and stuff like that. President Mark Cuban comes in and he's like, oh yeah, uh, we're going to give you a commendation for killing tons of sharks. Um, so he gets his like golden chainsaw, which is amazing. Um, and what happens then? He's like, after like the whole ceremony and stuff like that, Finn is like, Mr. President, can we have a word? He takes the president aside, is like, yo, there's going to be like, sorry, I know he doesn't say yo, but you, you know, he's like, it's implied. 
<laughs> he says something along the lines of, Mr. President, these sharks are going to come in, they're going to tear up the place. So we need to like, we like we need to batten down the hatches kind of thing, right? Yeah. So the president's like, I, I got you, don't worry. But it's too late because the sharks are already here and they start attacking the White House, which mm. is an excellent scene. It's a nightmare, honestly. You, you know, so in, in, in that moment, they then need to go to the armory in the White House and get weapons. Mm-hmm. But the armory is blocked off by a shark. Shock horror. You know, and it's I not hate like, when that happens. Yeah, it's not like he hasn't been able to kill tons of these already. So what's he do? He starts getting like coats of arms off the wall and stuff like that, like swords and stuff. This this sequence is so fucking good. Like this is yeah. like I want what I want from all my action movies. Just a nonsense, violence, incredible. Absolutely. Like very poor dialogue. Um, Incredibly poor dialogue. And that's, I don't want them talking. <laughs> you know I, mean? I want them like bashing things, heads in. That's Absolutely. It. There's yeah. no like critical thinking or question or anything. It's like, we, like, we don't need to find out where these sharks are coming from. We just need to get swords and weapons and kill them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or like, we don't, we like, don't need to like challenge climate change or anything like that. It's like bringing in these super tornadoes are able to pick up skills of sh- skill, shivers, shivers of sharks. Um, so yeah so anyways they, they managed to get weapons and stuff like that so so Finn throws a sword through a shark like the the arm on this guy is absolutely incredible so he then they, they managed to get weapons and then there's this big montage of Finn and Mark Cuban going through and like killing sharks with like AK-47s so good it's, no it's incredible it, yeah and they're doing like you know mad sliding on knees shooting guns and stuff like that basically uh because it's 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 kind of slipping me at the moment, but Mark Cuban and Finn need to get to space to blow up Sharknados from space, uh, and there's somehow sharks up in space with them, and it's it's an absolute mess to be honest. What an absolute major inconvenience! Because April at yeah. this point is pregnant as well. They yeah. are like very happy restarting the family again and she's yeah. bringing the recast daughter like she's brought her to a theme park for her birthday that's right yeah but then sharks also start coming there which ends up being a bit of a nightmare I think as well yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's, like to be honest um, I just I just think Finn should should get a break <laughs> do you know what I mean like, he's had I'll tell you what he's this, had a lot on at this point it's three sharknados do you know what I mean and one sharknado is enough for any person I think <laughs> But three, do you know what I mean? And not not to mention you're like now. I actually, to be honest with you, um, I I need to go through the rest of the the the, the kind of final the back three again, um. But like, again, there's other really cool things in it as well. You you mentioned the cameos. One of my favorite cameos is that uh, Malcolm in the middle. Yes, Frankie yeah, Muniz Frankie is. Muniz, oh, sorry, we didn't even mention this. Like that, yeah. Nova is back in the third one. Nova's back in the third one, but she's a summer. professional like shark fighter now with Malcolm in the middle, Frankie <laughs> Muniz, which. <laughs> Okay, like <laughs> somehow. So, I actually that is, I think, good. Uh, like a good Nova arc, if that makes sense, because you know, from her initial fear of sharks and you know, sharks being ever present in her life to being actually faced with that fear of being eaten by a shark, and it happens. Yeah, you, you know, what I mean, to you know, a lot of people just lie down and say, "I'm not going to fight a shark again." You know, I'm not going to do this. Like, fuck this. But she says, "No, I'm, I'm going to fight a shark again. I'm going to, I'm going to actually form a duo." Um, with Malcolm in the middle and I'm going to go fight sharks. I mean, like, 
fair enough, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ian Deering, uh, he initially wasn't going to do it. He said he had like really, he had a lot of reservations about the script. Mm. <laughs> but I love this sentence. But he was motivated in part by the need to earn enough to qualify for Screen Actors Guild health insurance for his family. <laughs> so that's the only reason why he did these movies. So he could get health insurance. I mean... What a they're, legacy. They're, they're, they're actually, they're darker ulterior motives out there. I mean, True. again... Full circle moments. It's all for family. It is all for family, you know? absolutely. Uh, so, yeah. Have you seen the the spin-off movies? They're spin-off movies? Yeah, so oh, there's... Oh, no, now I'm going to be like... Now I'm going to go down more <laughs> so, fucking uh, rabbit holes. And... <laughs> there was... Th- so it was one kind of spin-off series and then there's another Sharknado that I don't know if this is like separate to the to the canon movies, but right. there's Sharknado, Heart of Sharkness. Great title again. <laughs> but then we have... I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, but it's... Lavalanchula so clearly that's something to do with a volcano exploding and it's spiders get the fuck out of here there's not I am arachnophobe number one on this planet I fucking hate spiders I can't can't, like so uh, you're not going to be watching two lava two lanchula I would assume (laughs) (laughs) my friends used to bully me by getting the 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 DVD case of eight-legged freaks and chase me around the road Jesus Christ (laughs) And I was terrified. And he used to hold me down. Case. He used to hold me down. Like, look at it, Leon, look at it. Oh and uh, my that, God. yeah, as a, as a as a eight-year-old chubby boy, I couldn't run very fast from spiders. That was that was difficult. Not good. <laughs> Not good. What would be your favorite moment from the movies that you have seen of the Sharknado franchise? So I have like a non the non-shark one is definitely. Yeah, you can have a non-shark one and a shark one. The non-shark related one is Cousin Vinny. Okay. Uh, or, or like Vinny, when they go in and they're like, you know, we need we need to get this Italian guy out. And I'm I, in my mind, for some reason, because obviously I was half caught at this point as well, I was expecting like a Robert De Niro type character yeah. to come out. And just the fact that it was like, you know, 50 Cent <laughs> coming out. <laughs> I was like, oh my, this, I it, it, it sideswiped me. I'm not going to lie. rest of my friends couldn't really get why I was laughing so hard at that moment. Um, but for me, that was like, you know, I thought it was brilliant writing. Yeah. My favourite shark moment is, okay, so I've got two. When Nova gets eaten, just because like, I yeah. was like, ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you thought you were great. Or not, not that you thought you were great, but like you thought that this wasn't going to happen. And now, you know, I actually, I'm going to take that back because I don't want Karma to come and get me because I know that I'd end up facing this spider at some point today so I'm going to take that back my favourite part my favourite part is when your man uh, the the ex-baseball player like gets this uh, like it's not even a baseball bat it's like a giant club like this thing that would have been seen in like caveman ages mm. and like takes the shark out I mean like a, a shark a full grown great white shark is flying at him and he hits it with a baseball bat and knocks it out of an arena like that that for me is the best moment of I I I think the series. So good. Yeah. I love uh in the first one, like the initial bar scene where mm. they're also dealing with this like alcoholic like customer who's like kind of a pervert and is like always getting onto Nova. He's played yeah. by um John Hurd. By John Hurd, who's yeah. the dad in Home Alone. Which is so what a fall from grace. What and why hell? was he in this movie? <laughs> like it's just when I was going, do you know you'd be going through the characters or whatever yeah. and like people's IMDBs and stuff and trying to refresh your memory. I was like, you I hope the paycheck was good for this because like no, he's not in it for that long, but like it's just Yeah, no. I think it's not a nice, not really a nice character either. Not no, like not well, in the way the others are. He's playing some weird parvo guy that I like now he does actually save someone with like a bar still. 
Oh, like, I forgot that. Yeah, I yeah, that to, was good. I used to, you know, I used to be able to handle one of these, and like he hits a shark with a bar still, yeah, and saves someone, and it's great. And he's like, you know, this is actually a really nice moment in my life. Maybe I should give up alcohol, and then boom, taken Eat, out by a shark, eaten by a shark. You know, and that actually tends to be the way a lot of these stories end <laughs> in Sharknado. Um, they, 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 they have an epiphany where they're like, maybe I should stop doing this, or maybe I should do something better, or this moment in my life has not been great. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be different from here on out. But at that moment of realization, shark comes and gets them. And I think that's a message for life. You, you know, you never really know <laughs> when a shark is gonna come down and eat you. So do that thing that you're thinking about doing. Just go and do it. You Absolutely. Know? Learn your lessons. Uh, learn your lessons sooner. Um, I think the second one is my favourite just because like you know the way they talk about Sex in the City and the fact that like New York is like the yeah. fifth character or whatever I really feel like New York is the fifth character Absolutely, in this yeah, movie 100%. when the Statue of Liberty head falls on those people incredible oh. uh, that scene that I already mentioned where they're escaping from the taxi and they're like kind of they've found a way to like swing over the water onto yeah. other cars great action sequence and the taxi driver dies the whole initial plane sequence, like I really didn't think they were going to bite they, off April's hand. That was a gag. From the jump. Like that was a gag. 100%. It was like, I, I really thought it was going to start differently. Uh, but you're, you're really thrown into Sharknado too from the start. You, oh yeah, no, there like, is like no, no... no messing. It like, sharks immediately. Like there's no like, when will the sharks come? The yeah, sharks are it. there. We're 60 seconds in. Yeah. They are there. They are, and they're hungry. And the fact that they set off on a plane, you're like, no, well, there's no way that the sharks can come in now. Yeah, you, but you think that, yeah. but whether, yeah. I also, I loved like the real life news segments like covering oh, yeah, the Sharknado. I found that quite funny, I have to say. In yeah, the second, and the, second and the third one. The, the two weather people. Yes, and they're like, yeah. yeah this Sharknado could become a super Sharknado and like they're, they're, like they're giving it more kind of like a, I like don't they know, are taking magnitude. it seriously but the, yeah. new, the news people are like ha ha Sharknado yeah, <laughs> yeah well done folks yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah well, like, is, there, is there any other um, whatchamacallits uh, like made for film or ma- sorry made for TV movies that, that you like Oh, that are of like this caliber bad. Yeah, I like, love. Like, I, I suppose scary movie would be like scary movie. Yeah. Like the room, the room is just like. Oh my god! What a classic! Oh, hi, and he's making he is making another movie at the minute that is he about is. sharks. Hang on, I need no, to Google this so no, I have the information because no. I remember covering it recently and I just watched uh, Sharknado for this podcast. Wait, hang on, it's called Big Shark. Wait, you only watched it for the podcast. You didn't watch it for. I watched cultural it. Value. Well, I did watch it for cultural <laughs> value as well, and I'm so glad I did. A 2023 American horror film written, directed, and produced by Tommy Wiseau, starring Wiseau, Isaiah Laborde, and Mark Valeriano. Um, but it's about, I think it's Chicago, okay. and it's like. Now, how, how the fuck are they going to get sharks into Chicago? Wait, sorry, I have it. Okay. The official <laughs> synopsis for the movie reads as follows. Three firefighters, Georgie, Tim and Patrick, must save New Orleans from a killer shark. And New that's Orleans it. is... Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Is that near the water? No, it's Louisiana, I think. My American geography isn't great. Yeah. But as we've learned, it doesn't really matter because they can travel... Sharks can travel in space and in air now. Uh, it, yeah. Like, is there a helmet on one of them at one point? Him and I want the sharks. I want the sharks. I think. Do I remember seeing that? I'd believe it. Honestly, but I yeah, like it manages to like break into like a, some sort of um, spacesuit, like a I don't know armory or something. <laughs> get a helmet on, so it's able to breathe air. No, it's it, like all in all, the Sharknado series. If you're looking for like just like slapstick comedy, like where it's like it's so ridiculous, so bad, that it's, it's good. Funny. Yeah, yeah, so bad that's good. This is you, you know if you're feeling sick and you need to take a day off. Watch that movie. I guarantee it'll make you feel better. Yeah. 100%. Um, 
and it's kind of it's it's brought back shark exploitation as a film subgenre. So there you go. Shark exploitation. Yeah, it's something that I was not familiar with. I was never really um, into sharks that much, but like I've kind of like gotten into them a little bit more. Yeah, were you like a Jaws fan or any of any of those? Yeah, I think I'd I'd watch Jaws originally. Like you know, we're gonna need a bigger boat and stuff like that. Like I'd still kind of quote that to this day, um, but. Not as not as much as Sharknado. Yeah, I've watched Piranha as well, um, and Piranha is is kind of similar. I think again, it's like I suppose the same concept. It's just a Piranha. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. Gonna you could hit. swap really any animal for a shark, and it would still be very terrifying if yeah. there was loads of them in a tornado. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like horse and all. That's <laughs> that's scary. Like, are we They're ready for clapping everywhere? No. Cliff clapping. Do you know? Like horses are huge, and they're, they have such big muscles. Horses are terrifying. I think. I'm trying to think of what would be the scariest. You know, sorry, yeah. It'd uh, probably uh, be spiders spider, for you. Spider, I don't know. Hor- the more that I think about horses, the more I'm a bit freaked. Snakes wouldn't be great either. Snakes, snakes on a plane. I've actually never seen snakes, snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane is quite funny. Okay. Yeah, no, like Samuel L. Jackson. Like, no, no, that's a little, actually a little bit more serious. And But that's is, what I mean. Like, there's very few films that are like this that are like, with the exception of the first one, even though I still think that's a bit winking. The yeah. rest of them are purely like fun for fun's sake. Yeah. Like, we, this isn't, we're not going to win any awards. We're here for a laugh. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. know this isn't realistic. But look, it's a day out for all of us, isn't it? 100%. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I love I loved, uh, Snakes on a Plane as well. Like, I thought, I thought that, that, because that movie's actually possible, I suppose. When you deep it, I can't. I don't want to think about that. I cannot think about snakes in my overhead <laughs> luggage. Yeah. Are snakes your 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 thing? Your no, actually, do you know what my thing is? Bees. I hate bees. Be- I, bees obviously serve such a purpose for the environment, and like yeah. I don't want any bad to come of them. But they need to stay the fuck away from me because the buzz freaks me out. Yeah, and the fact they fair. can sting people, and I don't care it's to, to protect themselves. So bee nato wouldn't be good for me at all. No, that'd be that'd be bees quite on a plane. Terrifying. Do you know what it was also? <laughs> do you know what the scene in My Girl where he rolls into the wasps? Oh right, yeah. Like, or their bees. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the fuck. Any of anything flying with a stinger. Yeah. Bad. Now. I'm not going to say that like this is the kind of my arc into like being a serial killer but like <laughs> wasps like I, I will fuck up a wasp if I see it. Oh like, no wasps If there's a wasp evil. in my house I'm going for it. Done yeah. I, I will go out of my way to kill that wasp. You're not getting any sugar water fuck off. Yeah, I close you're the windows bee. I'm like yeah. yeah now you're in here with me Yeah, kind of thing. Bees <laughs> I, Find me man to man. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh. Um, so so yeah so that I suppose w- would be the extent of my Sharknado uh, experience. I'd love I'm definitely going to watch four, five and six now Um and I don't know maybe come back in for a part I two. was just about to say absolute open invitation uh, I am going to watch 4, 5 and 6 yeah. I'm going to love to have you back at some point um, and I might watch Snakes on a Plane if you want to come back to Snakes on a Plane I'd be very happy for that Oh, have you, have, has no one done Snakes on a Plane? No one's done Snakes on a Plane no, no. Snakes on a Plane isn't necessarily a flop because that's a fucking deadly movie Did it make money though? See I have uh, loose parameters for the word flop so if it lost money then it counts Adam's going to check so, okay. if it lasts money, we can do it. It's absolutely fine. While Adam's checking that, um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about yourself and where people can find you and oh, yeah, the great sure. work you're doing with uh, Black and Irish if people aren't yeah. familiar with that. Sure. So, yeah, um, other than, you know, being a connoisseur of shark movies, um, I also run Black and Irish. Um, so, Black and Irish is, I suppose, a civic organisation that's working across different sectors in Ireland uh, to improve the quality of life for black and mixed race people. Um, so we work in the areas of like education, business, politics, community, media and entertainment. So across all six of those areas, we've got different projects going on and um, different strategic partnerships. Um, so, for example, in education, we go into schools and we give talks on, you know, what it's like growing up as a black and mixed race person in Ireland. We also give, I suppose, information on um, 
like how racism can present itself in schools and stuff like that. We do like a lot of workshops with teachers. Um, you, you know, so that, that's just an example of, uh, of what we do. If people want to find Me True Black and Irish, they can just go to the Black and Irish Instagram. Um, that's where we like share stories of black and mixed race people. We also highlight some of the work that we're doing there so you'll be able to see what we're doing in terms of education or business or whatever. Another thing that we do is we run the Black and Irish Gala Awards at the end of the year. So that's where we, you know, get together to recognise and celebrate different um, black and mixed people from across Ireland for a number of different reasons. So business of the year, we have a couple of music categories, educator of the year. Um, and that, we've, we've only been running that for two years, but it's now uh, going to be powered by RTE. Um, so it's now the big awards powered by RTE and we're really excited for that because I think what that's going to do is extend the, the incredible work that black and mixed people are doing across Ireland to all areas of of Ireland because we, we, at times we're struggling to get down to the likes of Cork and Limerick and you know even up to the likes of Donegal and stuff like that so that's that's what we're about you know highlighting some of the successes that are within the black community in Ireland making sure that any of the challenges that are faced by the black community in Ireland are being slowly but surely challenged um, and that's my stomach growling my apologies <laughs> Um, uh, and I'm not, work. I'm not doing this take again <laughs> keep it in that's it um, and yeah and like you, you, you know we want to make sure um, that what, what, whatever it is that the black community are facing is, is being challenged we have a pretty bad kind of rise of the far right you can see at the moment in Ireland so that's one of the kind of key things that we're working on in terms of community and stuff like that so that's where you can find me there if you also want to find me on my personals just Leon Diop uh, I, I suppose I'm actually going to pronounce my name properly it's Leon Jop. Um, I had a whole TikTok on that as well, but um, you're very funny on TikTok with your dogs as well. A couple anyone... of people might know me as yeah. the owner of Oreo. Oreo is the star <laughs> of the show. I actually posted the other day saying, "Oh, thanks so much for sixty thousand followers," and one of my mates wrote to me going, "They're not your followers; they're Oreo's followers." <laughs> and I've never been more humbled in my entire life. I actually realised, you know, yeah. They're not here for me because any of the other videos I'm not doing half as well. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So uh, went went to the vet to do the with me dog Oreo um, and Rollo as well. Rollo's fine though. Rollo's she doesn't. Rollo's just along for the ride. Rollo is de- Rollo is actually kind of like my sister's keeper in a way, right? Um, because we had Oreo first, uh, yeah, in, in a less severe, less emotionally traumatic way. Um, <laughs> Oreo. We had Oreo first, and Oreo was getting lonely at times. So we were like, Aww. "Let's get her a companion." So we yeah. got her Rollo, who was her sister. Um, oh, cute! And Oreo hated her at oh. the start. <laughs> Absolutely hated her. She was like, "Why the fuck am I having to share my space with another yeah. bitch?" <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, it's, that's the word for female dog. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why am I having to share my space with another dog? Um, and but now, now they're actually inseparable. Now they're best mates, which is really, really cute. Yeah, they're so um, cute. But Oreo is the one that will just like give out about everything she's like she can suffer with like um, like separation anxiety at times mm. so she's like let me in blah 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 blah. so anyways I was bringing her in the boot of the car to the vets and she just let off and I was like you know what I'm going to record this and I'm going to uh, profit off of this <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was like I'm going to use this I'm going to use you uh, no um, no I was just like you, you know what like, I, I thought it was gas like, it that is she, gas that she like she just lets off at me um, whenever she's in the boot of the car so I'm like right that I'm going to tell people what I have to put up with. Um, I was going to put a very different caption on it, <laughs> you, know, you know, with her being like really expletive, but then I was like, nah, 
let me let me make this TikTok friendly. So yeah. So anyways, I'll link that video below for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's just yeah. it'll it'll brighten up your day for sure, Super. for sure. Um, and I hope this episode brightens up people's day, people's days. And go watch Sharknado if you haven't, and Please do. get some shark joy into your life. Uh, Leon Jop, it. it's been a pleasure. I cannot wait to have you back. Thank you so much. Thanks for so joining me. Pop culture. Woo, thanks. Thanks so much again to Leon for joining me. I can't wait to have him back on the sofa for another episode at some point. I will leave all of his links below if you want to go follow him and find out more about the work the Black and Irish are doing. We're actually going to leave it there for this episode. I want to end season two on a positive note. So no top of the flops this week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, this season, whether you've dipped in and out. I appreciate you all so much. If you could please continue to rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you do, I'll recommend a bop or a flop to you. All you have to do is leave your nickname in their view. Even if you do it amongst this break, I will be back refreshed for season three and I will have fresh out of the oven bops for you. So leave those reviews, leave your nicknames and you will get a shout out at the end of uh, season three's episodes. You can also leave a five-star review on Spotify. And yeah, as I mentioned, this is the last episode of season two. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much to every single one of my guests for joining me and indulging me and talking about the wildest of things. This episode is probably the perfect example. Uh, It's just been great and I can't wait to come back again for season three. Watch this space on that. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so by buying me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Fanula J. That's coffee.com forward slash Fanula J with a hyphen between co and fee. It's very hard to explain uh, orally, if you will. I will leave the link below if none of that made sense. We will be back with regular episodes very soon. But in the meantime, the final episode of our unofficial Succession Recap Podcast, Suckheads, drops next week after the finale. So be sure to join myself and Owen Keen for the full debrief. I'm not ready, girls. I'm not ready. This podcast has been edited by Adam Shanahan. Artwork by the lovely Brian Lambert. Until next season, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.